Hey, Dan Talks listeners, welcome to another episode of Dan Talks. This week, I'm talking to Faith Branstetter, who I found on Instagram because she commented on a post about workplace culture that this is the first time in her adult life since high school that she has not had a job. So Faith um, has been very accomplished in her career as a graphic designer, uh, but now finds herself in the middle of her career. Um in between opportunities and I just thought that um, it was sort of cool for her to comment that publicly and when I reached out like hey would you be willing to talk about what it's like to be like an established professional who's in between jobs and like what it's like today um, she was totally down so um, I really admire her story and her honesty and I think it's super relatable and um, I do end the podcast with a joke about having faith, which I couldn't resist and I couldn't resist just now. So anyway, without further ado, here is the lovely Faith Branstetter. Faith, uh, my first question for you is, um, tell us a little about yourself and why are you applying for this position? <laughs> I was like, is, wait a second. Is that not the worst <laughs> question? I mean, the opener, how often do you practice the opener for those things? I genuinely, because it's been a long time since I had a traditional interview. And so in the past like week or two where I've been looking at postings online, I'm like, uh, I have to get an outfit. I have to do all this. I don't know how to answer these questions. I'm way too truthful for an interview. Like, <laughs> so, well, and they yeah, say, tell us about scary. yourself. And you're like, well, I was born here. And it's like, yeah. you, you think they want to know about you, but no, they want to know about the you and the job. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is your about you that's truthful? Um, let's see. I'm, oh, I've always been a creative always my whole life. Um, I like to be honest, but I try to be nice about it. <laughs> uh, and then I, I don't take much too seriously because it's just not worth it to me to do that, I guess. In in, you know, the proper amount of things I take seriously, but in general, I would prefer to laugh about everything. So <laughs> So we got connected because of Instagram. There was some job like job work culture content thing that was yeah. posted and you commented that you're in a period now. It's the first time since high school that you have not had a job. Yes. By choice too. By choice. Okay. So how do you take this time not seriously when not having a I mean, it must feel like it's serious. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like it's a serious time. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been interesting. So I literally, since I graduated high school, I had a job that summer and all through college, I had a job, if not multiple jobs at the same time and just never took any time off. Even when I was transitioning from company to company, there was one that I my last day was a Tuesday and I started on Wednesday at the next company. Like I just never, you know, I've taken vacations, just regular vacations, but yeah, I've never taken any time off. So this is the first time where I quit where I was working and didn't have a plan, <laughs> but I knew that I needed to do that. Like I could just feel it in my whole body that I needed to do that for my own sanity, really. 
I remember so. especially in college looking at like content about workplace culture and belonging and like healthy work work-life balance and like healthy workplace cultures and thinking how is it this serious like you get a job you work for eight hours you go home like I don't need to feel all these different things at my job but now being in the working world for a longer period of time it does like bleed into so many facets of your life doesn't it oh a hundred percent and my um industry i work in advertising marketing uh on the creative side it is not an eight hour day most of the time it is very common and there was a string at uh the company that i spent the most time at i was there for nine years which isn't common either um that there was a string where we worked 10 hour days for weeks just because of whatever the particular client was and the amount of work and the time frames and all that. And it's difficult because in that industry, so many people that is their dream is to be there. And so it's not just your job. It's in, and I think for a lot of creative people, and that's just like the world I come from, it's not, it's, it can't just be a job because that's part of your personality is, working and thinking about things all the time, thinking about things differently, trying to see things differently. It just, it's hard to separate. And then with the pandemic and working from home, it's then even more ingrained into your everyday life. Do you ever fantasize about a more straightforward job? Yes. And what, and what <laughs> is that job? Like so not literally, but like, what are the things about it that you're like, that is the tea? Yeah. So my husband is a union carpenter, right? And he has a set amount of hours and he gets paid overtime. Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> which I can't imagine actually. But anyway, uh, so he, you know, goes into work, has a set of plans, knows what he has to do. It's right there. Obviously, he has to measure and do it all right and correctly, but it is straightforward. The, the way I put it is, if you go to any store or even look around your house, anything that has words on it, has colors on it, has pictures on it, there was nothing there before a graphic designer got a hold of it. And so constantly having to come up with new things is so mentally tiring and we love to do it, but it's so mentally tiring. And then to have people that aren't necessarily creative critique you all the time is it's a lot <laughs> it wastes on you that's the part i wanted to ask you is like is it yeah. more exhausting to like is the creative part more exhausting or is it the personalities that's a good question the personalities can definitely be tiring in certain ways um both the people you're working with and also the clients you're working with because I've worked with people and with clients who do not understand what we do. And there's either a group of people that completely appreciates it and they're like, I could never do that. This is amazing. And then there's another group of people that's like, aren't you using just like paint on your computer? You know, <laughs> like they just don't understand what goes into it. Don't, don't understand the pro thought process. So that group of people can be very, exhausting um the coming up with the ideas is the fun part that's my favorite thing is sitting down with people 
that are, you know, in the creative space and just going back and forth. That's the best part to me. Um, so it's definitely, I think, dealing with the people. The criticism that we get every single day for every project, project at least for me. So I, I went to school for photography. I have a photography degree back before Instagram ever existed. Um, you know, you're you're kind of, I don't know another word to use, but you're kind of groomed to be okay with criticism. You're, you're constantly critiqued and it's very, you learn quickly, like it's not about you, it's about the thing you made, which is not like a part of you. So it's easy to get used to the criticism. Um, for me, it was anyway. But yeah, everything just compounds after a while where it's like, but I'm the creative and you're telling me what to do all the time. Like you hired us <laughs> and we're being told what to do at all times. I think that's where I kind of started to feel like I needed to step away. Just the constant having other people tell me what to do and doing it was does a it, lot. Does it go down to like, can you move that a little to the left? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not like, can you make this look a little more cohesive? Like nothing that's like, it's, it's all a yeah. little to the left. Yeah, it, uh, most of it is, or they don't like that shade of blue, but they like this other shade of blue, and you put them next to each other, and they're almost exactly the same, and just all that kind of stuff, and it was fine for years for me to do that, you know, but it's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's the pandemic or a combination of all the things that happened during the pandemic, which I'm sure millions of people can relate to but yeah eventually it just like I I stopped caring about what I was making because I was just doing exactly what the client wanted and I know that sounds like it's probably what I should be doing but the this industry isn't necessarily the client is always right or the customer is always right just because we have knowledge and experience and you know, we have a skill set that you're you're hiring us for because you don't know how to do it. So once you start doing every single thing you ask for, that's when you end up with work that is just not good, usually. And I'm not saying that they're not sometimes right, but you know. <laughs> and is like the big money in working for an agency that has clients versus working in-house at some big company or is it comparable? It's just like choose, pick your poison. Um... I've never worked in-house, I will say that. Um, I think the biggest, I think it's probably pretty even with a regular agency and being in-house um, where the money really starts to shift is when you get into pharma. Mm. It's actually, an it's, it's an incredible jump, which I've never worked there. I have friends that do, um, but yeah, that's really where the, the money is the thing. <laughs> the um like the bottle of a leave or whatever yes yeah and all their commercials and yeah it's it's a crazy amount actually it's the claritin clear is where the money is <laughs> yes yes wow. unfortunately the thing about that to me at least from the outside is like i don't that's not what i want to work on you know but i guess the really good benefits and the really good money might sway me <laughs> Since I was a kid, I was like, why is there a commercial for a drug? I'm like, they're like, talk to your doctor. I'm like, I'm watching TV. Like, talk to yeah, my, I, the talk, doctor talked to me about this. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. They're the I I don't want to suggest a medicine <laughs> right, to them. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Do uh, you my... do you see bad graphic design in the world and like like do you notice it and does it irk you or do you, you can't like turn it off? Okay, so get, yeah. let's do the best of the worst. <laughs> oh man, off the top of my head, let me think. Or well, it, the, yeah. the most fun to me to look at and there's a commercial that's coming to my head right now um it's a local it's always the local stuff that's the, just the best to me um but there was a commercial that was playing last year for this uh hot wings restaurant that was like somewhat local i guess and my husband and i just every time it, i was excited when it came on because it was just so ridiculous the quality was terrible and just like the person they got to be the customer was wild. Like it, it was just the best, but I, I'm, there was something recently and I'm not gonna remember, unfortunately. There was definitely something recently where I was just like, well, I, I kept picking apart. I kept seeing things that no one else was, I was like, I can't believe they let this go. Well, but, isn't oh, it, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I just remembered one the intro to Ted Lasso, the show Ted Lasso. Okay. Um, there's a point where he's sitting in the stands and the, the seat colors change and there's a halo of the old color around him. And I was like, oh, yeah, wait, pause this. <laughs> they messed up the selection. <laughs> it's just stupid. And I have no to imagine <laughs> sometimes, well, well, I'm also thinking like in the Titanic, the note that Jack hands her at the fancy dinner is like yellow. And then when she opens it, it's white. And I'm like, yeah. That's a mistake. That's that's not graphic uh -huh. design. That's a, a, whatever that profession is. Um, yeah. But do you? Is it ever like so bad it's good? Like things are so grainy and so like wonky and just like off scale that you're like that is so ugly. It's beautiful. Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's uh, it, yeah, for sure. Because first of all, like that commercial I was talking about, terrible. But I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what type of food that they sold, you know? Um, but then other times it's kind of the same thing as like finding the beauty in the ugly or in the destroyed or, or people that take photos of, you know, dilapidated houses, that kind of thing. I think you can make anything beautiful. And if you get a reaction out of it, that's at least somewhat positive and memorable, like why not? Do you, you vibe know? with, um leading a team or are you like no I'm good or like what's your what's your or like what's your history with that whole dynamic like being managed and or managing people yeah so I actually um as I said I'll just kind of go through my you know, career timeline. <laughs> I'm realizing this is um, turning into too much of a jo job interview and I'm actually just curious. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I need the practice. This is good, right? Yeah, good practice. Um, <laughs> so I, I have a photography degree, but I, I um, went to school knowing I loved photography, but having no idea what type of job I wanted. So I ended up being a retoucher at this company that did uh, a lot of construction and architectural stuff. So I was a photo retoucher there, needed to leave there. A friend of mine worked at this agency. And so she was like, this, um, a job that is similar to mine is open. She was like, you need to know these programs. So I went home every day after work and like worked on learning um, Illustrator and InDesign. I already knew Photoshop. So I worked on all that and like kind of crammed for it. 
got the interview and then they wanted to test me on my program knowledge. So thank God that I like, you know, <laughs> test, tried to learn it real quick. Um, got that job and that's a production artist. So it's the person at the end of the line that just has to check everything, change sizes of things, like not coming up with any original pieces. Um, and then I got promoted to a graphic designer, which is, you know, you're designing things, obviously, and then art director. And then when I moved to my latest company, I became a um, associate creative director. So basically the number two creative in the company. So I've had the whole range. Um, and I, I like leading and teaching people. That's what I think is helpful is when you're giving a critique and you have a reason for it and you show them how to do something that they can hopefully remember for the next time. Um, so to very long answer to your question, <laughs> I do like leading. I like having say over what the actual concept is. That's my favorite part. The ideation is my favorite part for sure. Do you, um... Like how untethered do you feel right now like in this stage? Very. It's, um, I'm, I've always been a, a rule follower and do what you have to do, do what you're supposed to do, you know? And I grew up, um, you know, middle class, sometimes lower middle class with single mom, the whole thing. So anytime, like every time I've taken a job was because I needed to make money. Um, Luckily, I was able to stay in a position of actually using the degree I got. But um, yeah, so now I feel like it's the first time in my adult life and most of my life really where I only have to do what I want to do. And I don't know what that is, if that makes any sense. Like I've never had I've never really thought much about like, what is it that I want to be doing all day? I have no idea. So I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. So what do you find yourself doing these days? Um, I've been focusing a lot on my health and fitness because over the pandemic that just got thrown away basically. So I've been trying to feel better, especially as I'm getting slightly older. It's very important. Um, trying to spend a lot of time outside. So take my dog on hikes and things like that. Um, and then I've just been making things for no one else but me, which is also the first time I've done that since before college. Um, no assignment, just I have this idea, I'm gonna paint it or draw it or take the photo or do whatever. So I've just been trying to kind of go back to my roots, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, I'm not really going out and doing things that cost money because it just makes me too nervous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm working on filling my days, but also not exhausting myself is mentally. It, is it weird? Like, is it a weird feeling? Because when you need money, which is the vast majority of people, yes, and I would say a hundred percent of the workforce, <laughs> yes, um, there's sort of a lot of decisions made for you. Like, yes, I will be available Monday through Friday. Yes, I will mm -hmm. do this and you know, follow these rules, et cetera. Um, it, being in a place now where you don't need the money immediately, what does that feel like? It's weird. I'm actually really self-conscious about it. So I, beginning of 2020, right 
when the pandemic happened, I paid off my student loans, which is like, it was a ton of money a month for anybody that didn't, you know, I forget what it's consolidate them. I never consolidated mine. I was paying the full amount the whole time, which was a crazy amount. Um, but anyway, paid that off, was able to save that money because you couldn't do anything in 2020. And then unfortunately it's fine. We don't have to dwell on it, but my dad died um, at the end of 2020. And so I happen upon money from that. And genuinely the first time I ever had a legitimate savings was after both of those things happened. Um, so yeah, this is the first time where it doesn't feel like I need to scramble to find money. I don't want to spend it at all, obviously. It's not like a never work again scenario at all by any means. But it's definitely um, simultaneously comfortable and incredibly uncomfortable to me just growing up not like in that this situation to have any type of money. I don't know how to explain it. It's like I, I feel um, self-conscious of the fact that I don't have to work right now. It just makes me uncomfortable. And I, I always want to stress, like, I know that I am very lucky to be able to do this. <laughs> Not having kids, having a very small windfall of money, windfall of money, um, and just, you know, yeah, it's uncomfortable, I guess, <laughs> the best way <laughs> to put it, how which is often, weird. How often do you think of your dad when you think about the money you have as the cushion? Like, do you think that um, as a gift from him? Do, are they commingled to you? Do they seem like separate things? Well, it's interesting. The, it's been a long process after his death, just estate-wise. He, you know, it was a whole thing. This could go, I, this could be a whole nother podcast episode, but basically didn't have a will. So it wasn't a quick process. Um and, you know, he wasn't rich. He just had a house that we got to sell. That's all. Um, so it hasn't been a short process. So, and I'm the oldest. So I was in con sort of in control of everything. So I've thought about him a lot in the past almost three years or two and a half years, whatever it's been. Um, and unfortunately, in a business sense, thought of him because that whole process is very much paperwork, do, you know, things you have to do and check off lists. Um, but I did think recently about, you know, when I was quitting my job and everything like, oh, you know what, he, he retired as early as he could. Like, he loved not working. So I kind of feel like this is the perfect <laughs> use of that money in a way. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess I do. I'm starting to think about him less in correlation with it, just because the 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 process of the wrapping up the estate is pretty much over. So it's like very complicated and intertwined with that business, unfortunately. I remember asking my grandfather, like, when you retired, did do you like keep in touch with the people you worked with or miss them? And he goes, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Do you actually Go ahead. You actually what? No. Oh, no. I was just going to say uh, most of my friends I've met through work. Uh huh. I think, I think it has to do with just the type of work that I do mm -hmm. that were also similar mm -hmm. um, in a lot of different ways, have similar interests. So it's easy to be friends with a lot of the people that I've worked with. 
And when you think about the next gig, do you think, or the next job, do you think about um, a career change or do you just think about re-entering in a healthier place? Um, I've tried to think about a career change, but I honestly don't know what I would do. I really don't. Um, I would love to potentially find contracted work that's less permanent because I am the type of person, like I stayed at one company for nine years, which is so unheard of these days. And I probably would have stayed at my last company a lot longer than I did if it hadn't been for the pandemic and just everything that came with that mentally. Um, I was just completely mentally worn out. Um, so I think that I would like to try contracted work so that there is like, it's going to make me make decisions, I think, instead of just staying somewhere if I'm not happy, just because I don't know what else to do, you know? Yeah. Have you ever been happy with your salary? The, yes. The last job, I am not a huge money person um, at all. And I've realized that more and more as I got older and actually getting the small amount of money I got when my father passed away um, made me realize even more how much like I am not a type of person that's goal is to be rich at all. Do I want to be comfortable? Of course. So does everybody does. But I do not need to make a ton of money. I remember when I was first getting raises at the company that where I kind of climbed the ladder. I was like, this is too much money for what I do. <laughs> so, and it wasn't a lot of money. It was just like, to me, having not made anything and not like not really grown up in like a rich household at all, or even like, wasn't we were like, middle middle class if not lower than that um it was just weird to see that money come in because it's like no i just needed a little bit more and i don't need all this <laughs> that was just like my naive misunderstanding of what people actually get paid properly <laughs> this many tens of thousands of dollars yeah, every exactly. year exactly i get what every two weeks yeah <laughs> because what is what are like rich thing like what is rich to you like cable what is rich that's an interesting question i like this question hold on let me think about this so i okay here's what's rich to me and this is one of my goals is having a pool that's like <laughs> and maintaining it and maintaining it yes, yes exactly exactly <laughs> one that you actually want to go into yeah yeah um yeah that's and this is so dumb, um, but also having someone that comes and does your lawn, like it's something that I know we can afford and it's fine and it's not expensive. But to me, that's like, oh, my God, you're having people do things for you and you're paying them at your house. It's crazy. So these are things that like could be accessible to you oh, should you decide to allocate resources for example to them. <laughs> yeah are, are you a big like do you get off on retirement savings and like seeing it grow or like setting it and forgetting it and being like oh great yeah so um when i started being able to save the money i was spending on my student loans uh and my 
savings grew rapidly because of how much it was every month, you know, um, I was like, oh, wait a second. I see how rich people want more money because I have like $10,000 in this bank in my savings for once in my life. And I don't want it to go under that. Like I was just like all of a sudden, like, oh, I get it. I get how people just want more because it's so like crazy to think that you could have that money just like there. I know so what you're, there's like a, you live so long with like the hundreds of dollars or the tens yeah. of hundreds, and then you have a thousand dollars in your savings account and you're like, I am like, if anything happens to me, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And then if you get to 5,000, you're like, I am an adult. Like I could literally buy yeah. a plane ticket to France right now if I want, you know? Yeah. And then if it gets to 10, then it's like, oh, I got to like protect it. You know, it's such a funny and, and in the meantime, is. you see like a uh, graphic designer who made like the Chase homepage or whatever, and they have a, a graphic of like a typical checking and someone has $15,000 in a checking account. And you're like, yeah. is that what people have? Yeah. You know, I can tell you what that is. That's the client not understanding that they don't make normal people money. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yes. This, these numbers don't make sense. That's, <laughs> that's the senior associate vice president of strategy exactly. and special initiatives. <laughs> saying let's do 15 i think that'll be good yeah but people can relate to that <laughs> <laughs> um so do you have do you have a dream project like i want to do x so here's what my dream job is and it's completely not a thing that i can do but i'm trying <laughs> to make it happen anyway i my dream job has always been and this is why i got a photography degree not why but this helps, but I've always wanted to be a travel photographer. That's all I've ever wanted to do. And I am not independently wealthy, unfortunately, so I can't do it. Um, <laughs> but that's always been my thing. So really, I try to remind myself that if I have a job that affords me and my husband to travel twice a year, that's, that's how I've like made it, I guess. Mm-hmm. that that way I can do it myself I don't I don't have to be paid to do it I can do it while I'm there and take mm-hmm. the photos and so that's kind of my ultimate dream mm-hmm. and like are you at a, where in your career are you where in your career are you now that it's like do you feel like you're a quarter half three quarters to retirement do you even see it is it like do you not even think about it like because i would i think i would consider myself early in my career still and i would be ready tomorrow yeah like <laughs> i could fill the days you know what I mean? yeah i know i do know what you mean and my so it's funny my husband i forget why this came up but my husband and i had this conversation just last weekend i think and he's going to be 40 this summer i'm going to be 39 this summer And he said something along the lines of, oh, in 15 years when I retire, and I forget what his sentence was, but he said (laughs) 15 years. And and I just automatically was like, assuming he meant 65. And then it took me a beat and I did the math. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's 25 years. He was like, oh, I'm retiring at 55. And I was like, really? (laughs) He was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I could, I'd be fine with that. Like, that sounds great (laughs) in reality. so yeah, I could definitely retire, but I still 
I think I need that motivation of a job to continue to do things. Um, especially it's funny, the second week of me being off, I was like, I need a job immediately. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I need a job. Um, my shower schedule is off. My outfits keep getting worse and 100%. I can't even go to Kroger anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I can't pay, I can't pay for these Instagram ads. Um, <laughs> but I think um, as the time has gone on, because now I'm in my just I've just finished the second month of not having a job, which is wild. Um, now I'm kind of into a more of a routine. I have a whole list of things that I want to make. I'm working on my website. So I am starting to like get back out there in a weird way. Um, but I think that once I get older and have enough retirement money where I feel comfortable, my husband apparently will already not be working, but <laughs> I, uh, I definitely want to continue to make things and I want to sell my, I think, sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, but I think all in all, my goal would be to not have a job where I have to go anywhere or do anything for anybody else and be able to sell the things that I want to make. It was a very long way to that answer. <laughs> sorry. Uh, you're saying as a retirement job. Yeah. I mean, it would be great if it could happen earlier yeah. than that. Yeah. But yeah, as I, I don't think I'll ever stop making things. Yeah. So. My last question for you is that in this period of looking for a job, there's um, the amount, there's the stuff you can control and the things you absolutely cannot. And mm -hmm. the biggest piece of that is the timeline of when the right job comes up, when they interview you, when they offer it to you, when you start. So it's like, this could be two weeks from now, this could be X period of time from now that that happens. How do you hold space for yourself or operate in the world in that liminal, in this liminal period that you don't have control over how long it will be? I think that, cause I, I actually only just in the past week started to look at what the job listings were. Um, and started to put my portfolio back together and get that going on online. Um, I think it's just that I, before I ever quit my job or anything, I did the math because really my biggest thing is money. You know, can I afford to, to not have a job and still have the same lifestyle that we had? Um, so I did the math. I know how much money I should, we should need for every month. Um, so I'm just trying to make sure I stay calm. <laughs> I know also that I have a lot of friends, not that they need to find me a job, but I have a lot of friends in the industry. And so that's a huge way in the advertising world to get another job. So not that I'm depending on them, excuse me, not that I'm depending on them, but I think it's just constantly reminding myself you're fine financially and you do have people that you can reach out to if you need to. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to resist saying something about faith and <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. Go for it. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> um, well, I get, I, I can't help it. I, I have so much faith that it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
um, and uh, yeah, I'm just so happy that we were able to connect and I'm so yes, excited too. for you. And um, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun. I, don't know. <laughs> I love podcasts. So, and this was a great conversation. I'm happy about it. <laughs>